welcome to our midweek bonus episode of Exploit It, the time of the week where we talk about an episode of Tales from the Crypt. I'm Alexis Jowski. This is the first time I kind of sympathized with a crazy gun nut. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Me too, buddy. I'm Kevin Daly. And this week's episode is Judy, You're Not Yourself Today, Season 2, Episode 11, directed by Randa Haynes, or is it Rhonda? Question. Probably Rhonda? Yeah. I don't know. It's just spelled R-A-N-D-A. Yeah, interesting. It's probably Rhonda. I don't know. She worked as a script script supervisor in the 70s on a bunch of low-budget horror films. Then she went on to direct television. And her first feature was the super serious Children of a Lesser God in 1986. I've heard of it, but I've never seen that one. Me neither. It's based on a play. And then she went on to do wrestling with Ernest Hemingway and dance with me and such things. We are. This one stars Frances Bay as elderly woman. She never had a name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy Gilmore's grandma. We previously saw her as the old innkeeper in In the Mouth of Madness. Yep. Brian Kerwin has Donald. According to Wikipedia, he is an American actor who has starred in feature films and television, which is indeed true, though not any that I've seen. Yep. There you go. Well, except for this one. Except for this. Finally, Carol Kane has Judy. Now, we know her. Yes. Wonderful character actress. She was in Taxi, Princess Bride. She's in When a Stranger Calls, which is something that's been sitting in the maybe pile for quite a while. And if people watched Scrooge this past holiday season, she's the ghost of Christmas present. Yes, that's right. It's been a long... Actually, I didn't get to watch it this I wonder if it's still on, because one of my favorite Christmas movies. I didn't watch many Christmas movies this year. And music in this one is by a guy named Michael Convertino. Convertino. He did the music for all the films by Rhonda Haynes. And, but then he also did the score for the movies Milk Money, The Santa Claus, Jungle to Jungle, and many others. All those are not movies that are good. The music in this episode is something else, though. Oh, yeah. It's not bad, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, very odd. Yeah. This one was originally published in Tales from the Crypt number 25 in August of 1951. And as the episode opens, Crypt Keeper is having a spa day. Yep. I mean, even the dead need a little self-care. He's got a towel on his head. He's talking about, oh, oh, my dermatologist said I was looking lifeless. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. And he just goes right into the episode. He doesn't joke around too much. No, he doesn't. And this episode starts with a painting of people on horses hunting. Some wealth shit. Yeah. And the absolutely most frantic piano music ever. Yeah. That's kind of a theme for this episode. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's just showing this painting and porcelain figures about this house, but this piano is insane. And it finally ends with Donald pointing a gun at us and saying, Die, Cretan. And we never know what he's actually pointing at. Yep. This is the home of Donald and Judy. They're fancy, wealthy people. Someone's at the door, and Judy's like, oh, it's probably just some solicitor. Which pisses Donald off. He's like, on a fucking Saturday morning, let me get my gun. Just thinking, like, just ignore it? Yeah, or just, yeah, you could. Not this guy. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> he almost does, too. Yep. person at the door is this nebbish-looking dude who's like, I'm from the, the gun elimination activist something or other. Donald's like, uh-uh, say it louder. 
And it's the Gun Elimination Legislation Activists for Total International Neutrality, a.k.a. Gelatin. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Someone had to sit down there and write that whole thing. And so, of course, Donald's waving a shotgun going, Oh, I have a constitutional right to gun! And Judy's like, hey, hey, let's not do this. And he points the gun at her. Uh. And then he jokes, it's not loaded. Chases the guy off. And I love the point where he's like, you stupid kid, where were you during Vietnam? And he's like, I was six years old. Oh, yeah, a likely excuse. <laughs> Good morning, sir. I'm from the Gun Elimination Legislation Activists for Total International Neutrality. You want to run that mouthful by me one more time, pal? Good morning, sir. No. Just the name. Gun Elimination Legislation Activist for Total International Neutrality. Gelatin. You're from something called Gelatin? No. Uh, please forgive me. Honey, yes, this but... is the man from Gelatin. Hi. Hey, actually, there's an F in there someplace. All right. Or maybe there's, there's not. Sometimes he just gets carried away. Carried away? You know, this is why I go door to door. What's your blubbering, I, you I big baby? It wasn't like even loaded. See? Donald! You could have shot her. Oh, wake up, pal. A man has got a constitutional right to hunt with a weapon That's of his choice. enough! I am sure that this fine young man has heard absolutely all the NRA rhetoric wishes to hear. That's right, Lydia. I've heard it all. Well, oh, where were you during Vietnam? I was six years old. Yeah, like the excuse. And he rants about, I hate gelatin. It's always full of nuts and fruits. And I'm like, is he talking about the food or that organization? Yes. Both? <laughs> That's right. But Judy's not concerned about that. She has wrinkles. And wrinkles right. are caused also by... Does not, also does not like being having guns pointed at her. Yeah, she's like, you know what causes stress? Having your husband point a gun at your head is what causes stress. Of course, Donald, he goes, I can't deal with this right now. I'm running late for gun club. Because that's what he does on a Saturday. He goes to gun club. It's like Ken and, and Barbie. His job is beach. His hobby is gun club. And then, oh, I like when um, he's going to smoke in the, the house, and she's like, no, no, don't smoke in the house. It dries out my hair. And he's like, don't smoke cigarettes. Don't point guns at my head. Ugh, can I do anything? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, well, I mean. And he, he reminds her on his way out. He's like, don't open the door for strangers, okay? I'm going to gun club now. And as soon as he's gone, there's a knock at the door, and it's this old woman who's from Avatar Cosmetics. Not at all suspicious. Nope. Judy's like, I never heard of you. And she goes outside, and this woman, she starts riding with her salesmanship, and she's like, oh my god, how long have you had that problem with your pores? And she's like, oh, well, well, exclusive clientele, I can't help you. And Judy's like, no, please, come in. Tell me more about my pores. How long have you had that, uh problem with your pores well, I, I don't know Betty I'm sorry I disturbed you well wait a minute what if I was interested in purchasing one of your products say for my pores <laughs> not possible we have a very select clientele well I could pay you in cash and then no one else would know what does your husband do back uh, well, uh, <laughs> surely a good-looking woman like you has a handsome husband. I do, as a matter of fact. Donald, 
You won't be home for hours and hours. Plenty of time for a lovely little chat for us, no? And this interesting jewelry that you're wearing. That totally doesn't look suspicious at all. And she's like, oh, I've got out of this junk jewelry. I mean, she's wearing like 15 necklaces and 20 bracelets on each arm. So, a lot of jewelry. And she's like, here, check out this gaudy necklace. Which she does. The old woman watches, and then she activates her copy of the magic necklace, and we get wacky, crazy piano music. And the magic is happening. The old woman says, you got a great ass, honey. I like it even better when it's mine. Yeah. Oh. Then so Judy, um, no, no, Donald comes back from Dun- Gun Club, and the old woman's there like, help me, I'm Judy, I'm your wife, my body was stolen. Which does sound like, okay, crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, he quizzes her about the wedding. Like, where where was it? Who was the pastor? How many bridesmaids? What, what was our room number? Which I guess he's convinced. Yeah. But then he gets a call from a friend that's like, hey, did you and Judy have a fight? She just threw back three gin and tonics, and when I sat next to her, she told me to go to hell like she knew the way. (laughs) Well, she might. Donald's like, oh, Judy's not herself today. Yeah, uh, quite quite literally. (laughs) Yeah, he said the thing. (laughs) He did see this. He said the thing. So he just locks Judy in the old Judy in the closet, the old woman. Now, we thought he was just being a dick, but there's actually a reason for this. Yeah. And he shows up. <laughs> Donald's actually very clever. He is. A surprisingly clever here. Because he goes to see the train station, and there's false slut Judy. Yep. Straight up ignoring him. And he sees this newspaper headline about, like, cancerous tumor. There's a healthy set of twins on, like, Weekly World News. Yeah. So he very cleverly stops Judy here. And he's like, you can't run away, honey. The cancer's spreading. You know there's no hope for remission. Yeah. So she's like, what? Oh, hell no. And she activates the magic necklace and they switch bodies back. And thus the reason he locked her in the closet. Now she's trapped in the closet. Yeah. And the music is just wild. Like I don't know if I like it or hate it. It's just like a madman on the piano, and it's it's jaunty. Philip, yeah, (laughs) Philip Glass uh, doing the score here. And the old lady's like pounding in the closet, like you're fucking dead. Unlock the goddamn door. And of course, Donald just pulls out his gun, and well, he starts blasting. (laughs) Yeah, so he started blasting, but he has no aim. It's like he's never used a gun before. Luckily, uh, the closet is pretty wide, and uh, one of them does go in. Yeah, but I have to wonder, what the fuck has he been doing at Gun Club? Well, I think it might be a front for something. Yeah, but we never find out, because I thought for sure with how poorly he shot a gun, that he Gun Club was his code for sleeping with another woman. Yeah, something like that. And so he's like, wow, that was great. What a rush. Blam, blam. I blew her away. And Judy's like, 
It's like, all right, little psychopathic, but to be fair, she did try to steal your wife's body and invaded your house, so I'm gonna let it slide. And then he suddenly says in a random Aussie accent, he's like, I feel so alive. My Aussie accent is terrible, but... Just the the actor slipping into his natural accent. (laughs) And Judy, Judy's moist from, she's swooning, she's like, you're so hot, Donald, let's do it! And I had to note here, I'm like, wait, we're halfway through the episode and this old woman's dead. Like, what's yeah, gonna happen? What, what's dead doesn't always stay dead in the show. Yeah. I mean, well, this is... How many times have we had dead coming back to life on this show? That's uh, pretty pretty common. Look, the Crypt Keeper just likes stories that remind him of himself. It's fine. How many times have we had enchanted necklaces? At least Look. twice. Yeah. But now they they uh they bury the old woman in the basement in a pretty shallow grave, and he's got to lock the necklace up in a safe. He's like, I tried to destroy it. It's it's made out of magic, so we just have to keep it locked up forever. And Judy, despite everything, is like, oh, but it's such a pretty necklace. I still want to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Donald's like, you're an idiot. Stop, yeah. please. Three months later, Judy wakes up some some sort of dream, and she's like. She simply has to break in and take out the necklace. She's just that vain, you know? Yeah. And then when, when Donald wakes up from his own bad dream, and he sleeps with a gun, by the way, in his tiger-striped PJs and his gun. Yeah, well, I mean, that tracks for this guy. And so he's like, hey, you know, that, that moldy old bitch we got buried in the basement, I'm thinking of moving her, it's gonna help us with our, our nightmares. And... Judy is clearly wearing this necklace. She's hiding a towel on her chest. Yeah. And um, when Donald makes it in the basement, the old woman is risen from her grave and is all rotted, going, Help me! Help me! Um, I'm, I'm Judy! And fucking jaunty-ass piano music! Yeah. But the rotten corpse is like, she switched bodies again, it's me! And, you know, there's a whole thing where both women are like, I'm your wife, I'm Judy. And Donald is clever again. Yes. Because he tosses the keys down and he's like, Judy, pull the jack around front, this could get messy. And young Judy grabs the keys, but Donald goes, Judy, honey, we don't have a jag. And there's a struggle as he fights with her and he accidentally shoots her in the gut. Yep. And as she's dying, that's when the old woman's like, oh, let's switch bodies again. And he just watches his wife die in, in, in her own body. And the old corpse just fades away into the ether, I suppose. And for no reason, he, he mumbles, Bond, James Bond. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with how he views himself. I don't know. And you feel bad for him because all of this is because of Judy's stupidity. Yeah, and it's not his fault. No. This isn't like his gun nuttery, you know, causing... Usually the show is like, oh, some asshole gets what he deserves or whatever. 
this is like this guy. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a weirdo, and he's gonna nut. But it's like also, so wait, this guy just killed his own wife because some crazy old woman possessed his wife's body, and in an accidental part of trying to save her. The witch keeps switching back and forth. And yes, it's Judy's fault for wearing the damn necklace, especially if, you know, post-facto when she knows what the fuck it does. But. Yeah. So, uh, the actual... Well, no, let's do the Crypt Keeper who says that, uh, I think diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that old witch gave up door-to-door sale and joined the Peace Corps. And I'm like, <laughs> that was terrible. That's the- I audibly, I audibly groan. I'm like, oh, God. Can't blame him. He was only trying to give his marriage a shot in the arm and in the leg and in the head. Yeah. So I did go and read the uh, original comic for this one. Um, There's no gun club. Donald's just like, I'm going to work, honey. Bye. Yeah. Um, And remember, don't talk to strangers. Oh, yeah. You know how we so terribly infantilized women back in the 50s. Right. Yeah, yeah, because the actual episodes from... 50s, right? Yeah, and um, there's no enchanted necklace. This old haggard ass woman who looks like the witch in Snow White. Oh Jesus! Just comes up to the door and is like, "Can I have some money?" And Judy's like, "No, I don't have money." And she's like, "Then I'm just gonna take your fucking body." Jesus! Just says some magic words and takes her body. Um, Donald discovers the switch and locks her in the closet and everything. Um. And he does the same ruse at the train station with the honey, the tumor. That's cool. That's in the original. Nice. Um, The time jump after the murder here is six months instead of three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But since there's no necklace, it's just suddenly one day the corpse pops up out of the grave going, she took my body again. And, um. Yeah. I like like the episode better because it actually makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. But also in the comic, Donald doesn't question this. It's when the old woman goes, she took my body again. He just shoots young Judy dead. Jeez. And they switch bodies, and he's like, oh, man. End of end of comic. Yeah, some, definitely similar. But I like the, the necklace really helps, like, because why else would the body, there's no reason for her body to get up unless the necklace reactivates and she can suddenly swap in. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, cause for a while I thought, oh, what if she switched and she's been living his duty this whole time? Yeah, yeah, that's possible too. But I think I think it's just Judy being dumb and getting the necklace out when she shouldn't have. Yeah. It's not a terrible episode, but it's not the best, especially following that last week was so good. Yeah, well, and I, I like this one well enough. It's just the first time I'm like, man, that... For all of his weirdness and his kind of like the icky gun nut part, like I actually do feel bad for Donald. He wasn't like he wasn't the kind of bad guy we usually see on this show. No, you know, and there I kept expecting there to be some twist about him actually being an ass, like Gun Club being cheating, but no. Yeah, no, he's just just a bit too obsessed with guns. Think I, maybe that's the James Bond thing. Thinks he's an international man of mystery. Yeah, he's a bit he's on the toxic delusional. side. But he doesn't do anything wrong here. He's just it's just you get they get fucked over by this stupid witch when they're stupid necklaces. Yep. Anything else on this episode? No, it's it's good. It just wasn't it was the first time I watched it and 
and was like surprised by the ending going, oh, don't know what happened. Also crazy music. Yeah, the insane music. This is just like regular ass coffee. It's, it's, it's coffee. Effective, not bad, may not be as good as some, but hey, if this is what you get on a regular basis, it's better than the alternative most of the time. Yep. So this week's episodes, uh, tune in Saturday, we got Assault on Precinct 13. Our theme is uh, gangs this week. Oh yeah, yeah, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, Assault on Precinct 13, and another movie. We will another movie. An interesting movie. Yep. We will catch you then. Yeah.